Welcome to One More Dig Metal Detecting Stories, and I'm Dave Spannenberg. Welcome everyone to episode three from season three. Um, again, I'm in Florida. I mentioned it in the last podcast that I'd be down here, and yes, I'm down here again. We spend a lot of time down here um, the last few years. We'll eventually end up living down here. I am, however, not metal detecting on this trip. We are just, um, we're doing a lot of family things and uh, enjoying the water and the pool and the the sun. It's been pretty much 90 every day since we've been down here um, with a little breeze, no humidity, which it's beautiful. Um, in the direct sunlight it's a it's a tad hot but uh that's easy to avoid so we're down here healing our bodies from from the new hampshire winter which i'm not sure what the weather is today but i know the past week or so it's been below 40 every night still um mid 30s to high 30s i think and I'm sick and tired of that, so we're down here for a few more days. Then we come up, and uh week after we get up here, I have the Longhouse Treasure Hunter Earl birthday hunt. And then a couple weeks after that, not even a week after that, um, I'm taking my family to Iceland. And we're going to stay in Reykjavik for a week and tour the island, all the natural wonders. Um, if you ever, if you've never been there, Google it and take a look at all the beautiful, uh, the beautiful natural wonders that Iceland has. It's a funny story. It was actually my 50th birthday, which would have been in 2020. We had plans for the whole family to go and my birthday is May 19th, and I was going to celebrate my 50th birthday in Iceland, in Europe. And it was pretty fun. We planned it for over a year. And then COVID came, and nobody could travel anywhere. Iceland completely shut down. And so two years later, I'm going to turn 52 in Iceland. So that's a cool little story I think and uh, should be a fun place to to add a year I was thinking during this podcast I'd kind of touch on a couple things um, the first thing I always talk about myself and like the club and metal, de- metal detecting metal detecting metal detecting but I don't know if I ever really um introduced myself to who I am and to what I do and and that type of thing. So I think I'm going to spend a, a few minutes just telling you about myself and uh, and then I have another topic that I that I'm gonna get around to um, towards the end and I call that part why metal detecting. So this this episode will be called Who is Dave Spannenberg and Why Metal Detecting? And the why metal detecting is I'm just going to explain I have a lot of hobbies. I've had 
um, so many interests over the years, and most of them are outdoors, pretty much all of them, I think. But why is metal detecting what makes me uh, what makes me want to have a podcast and share um, information on Facebook and you know what what drives that and um, how I compare it to other hobbies that that I've taken up over the years. Some I've done my whole life, some short spurts. Um, you'll see, it might be interesting, I don't know, but um, I tend to find things I like and then they last like two years um, and then I go on to something else. But metal detecting's always been a constant in that. So that'll be... Um, the second half of the podcast. So, who am I? Well, I should probably start by saying several years ago, eight years ago, um, my daughter Sarah and Abby, their mother passed away, and I needed to find a career where I had the ability to have flexibility to be able to, they were very young, and to take them to school, to drive to sports, um, everything, you know, that they needed. Um, they needed to be with their dad a lot at that point. And so with, with, that, with that need grew a business idea. And so I'd been a, I have a master's in accounting and a master's in business administration. And I've been doing accounting and business management for the last 25 years um, or 20 years prior to, to this happening. Um, and so I've had positions, financial positions, CFO, controller. I've been a general managers at companies. And so I, I decided to take all that and sort of create a little business. Um, and essentially, I mean, when it comes down to it, I'm an accountant, but I do a lot of other things besides accounting. But I started a company called Cider Mill Consulting. And what I do is I contract with small and mid-sized businesses and provide support to their finance and operations functions. Um, usually, the type my title would usually be CFO or chief, you know, chief financial officer or chief chief operations officer. Um, but the flexibility would be, I I work on a short term basis, an interim basis. Um, a lot of my clients are what I call fixers, and I'm contracted to come in and sort of clean up um, clean up the finance department or um, you know I also have clients that I focus solely on operations so that's what I do during the day um, the girls are getting older and I have maintained a sa the same schedule and that offers me um, I get to metal detect a little bit during the day, a couple days a week, 
because of this flexibility my my business my business has so that's kind of I'm really lucky I know a lot of folks can't um, go during the day and and things for uh, for work and whatever but that's kind of that's what I do um, and I've done that that for eight years the consulting gig and I love it and I, I never won't do it I'll never work for anyone else um, as long as I'm as long as I'm not retired which I'll probably never be retired but it also it's a lot of fun I get to go into different companies regularly um, you know every few months a whole new industry a whole new company and uh, and learn and learn what they do and help them um, hopefully succeed and go forward and and it's very rewarding and I'm I'm pretty fortunate I'll always tell everyone I'm I've been pretty fortunate in uh, in everything I do but that's sort of a picture of what I do for a living um, what I do in my non-metal detecting time it's basically um, basically that and spend time with the family so work and family essentially I guess what everyone does but so that is uh, that's a little description of that um, now I want to spend a few minutes on something that I think about quite regularly actually because I'm a little bit scattered with with uh, hobbies and you know things that I like to do and I'm not the kind of person that will eat the same kind of meal at the same restaurant every time for eternity I sort of all over the place and uh so I've had a lot of hobbies, and I'm going to share some some here. I've um, over the years I've done I've done a lot of uh, deer hunting. Um, I grew up in the Adirondack Mountains in upstate New York, and uh, I hunted out there for years. And then I hunted, uh, moved to New Hampshire, and I've I've hunted here. I no longer um, hunt with a rifle. I I only bow hunt. And I, I love that. It's uh, it's quiet, and I get to watch, you know, I get to watch what's going on, and I'm not trudging around. I just, I just like to sit there. I have six acres, and I go right in the middle of it, and I sit in a little tree stand, and uh, sometimes you see them, sometimes you don't. I harvested one buck since I've lived there seven years maybe um but i've seen a lot i've seen some giant bucks i've seen a lot of does but i only got a shot at, at that one buck and uh i made it count we had some venison for for a year i guess nobody in the house eats venison except for me and my stepson so it took us a while to get to get it all gone but but we did so um, things I loved about hunting, I love being in the outdoors. I love the idea of, you know, 
trying to outsmart the deer, trying to uh, sit and watch the right lane that the deer is going to be on that day. And the whole um, experience of harvesting the deer and processing the deer. And it just seemed very, or seems very, uh, you know, kind of visceral and um, just there was some pride and putting food on the table and the thing that the thing that stopped me from I was crazy about hunting for a few years and the thing that sort of slowed me down was it's it was just so time consuming and at least for me maybe I wasn't good at it but it wasn't um, fulfilling on a regular basis so I I've hunted 24 something years and I've I think I've shot three deer so I don't know if that means I'm not good at it or I know up in the Adirondacks you don't see a lot um, but either way it just seemed like there there was a lot of time there with not a lot going on especially with bow hunting I mean that's a I love bow hunting but it's certainly there's not um there's not anything going on other than looking around and when you're hunting with your rifle or your shotgun and hunting with people you know you're moving and you're strategizing and you're that's a little different um probably but the downtime is what slowed me down on on deer hunting so i go up behind the house with my bow i bet you five times a year i see deer Probably more often than not, they don't come to my runway the times I'm sitting up there, um, unfortunately. But I see them. There's a lot of activity up in those woods. So that was that's my take on hunting and why I don't think it's as good as metal detecting for me. Um, so this is the, I guess, the rundown of why metal detecting. So we'll back into it by why not hunting, too time consuming for too little reward, I think. Um, golf. There was a period in my life when all I wanted to do was golf. Late 90s, I had a membership at a golf club. I played with my dad and my brother. We had our own cart. I played several times a week. I took lessons. I I mean, it's all I did. I'd get out of work. I worked for my dad and his company was um, we went in at 7. We left at 3.30 and we could get to the golf course with our own cart. We could play 18 in two hours and if no one was out there, um, that was a long time ago, so I don't, it's probably not true now, but I just, I just played it to death. I played in every, every scramble I could find. I played, you name it, man, I tried 75,000 different kinds of clubs because, oh, I, you know, I'm not playing well. It's gotta be the clubs or. Do I use ballata balls or do I want to spin the ball or hook it or whatever? So it was, uh, 
it was very time consuming, both physically and mentally. And uh, all of a sudden, one day, I just said, well, I am not going to be doing this anymore. So I, I didn't join. I did play a few times a year, but it was nowhere near the nowhere near what it was in the beginning. It was kind of crazy in the beginning. Um, and so that so that was golf. So why not golf to and golf took just as much time as hunting. If you play on a Saturday morning and even if you only play once a week, it's a five hour commitment between the getting there and playing and getting home or stop and eat lunch or whatever. So that's why golf, um, that's why metal detecting and not golf. And, and golf's a fun game. And I was not great, but I wasn't terrible. Uh, so that's not the reason. It's just too much. It was just too much. Um, and next, and then fishing. I've always fished my whole life. Um, certain degrees, certain times I was like I was with hunting and was just like, gotta be there, gotta be there, gotta do it, gotta do it. Um, obviously, the, the trip per fish ratio was a little better than the trip per deer ratio but I mean I had everything and it's it was time consuming and it was um you know there weren't as many fish as there used to be and I grew up when we we fished for brook trout and little streams up in the mountains and that was my favorite thing to do and then um I guess I did that until 1999, and then I moved out out here and to New England, and I just kind of there weren't little streams around Concord. I would have had to drive up north, and it just became uh, I don't know. I just started metal detecting more at that point, and uh, you know, common thread though throughout this, I always metal detected, even while I was doing these other things at a, at a crazy clip. Um, some other things I do, I mean, I'm into exercise. I, I run. I sometimes ride the Peloton when I can't get out and run. Um, I love trail running. Trail running. Trail running's great. The thing about the running though as I get older my hips are uh, you know it's harder to take the pounding and so I can't run as much so I, I bike I, you know I'll peloton um, I don't feel like I get as good of a, a workout but it makes my hips feel better actually um, but metal detecting really doesn't hurt me at all I just walk around and I mean you gotta bend over and stuff and you get sore a little bit but you can you can figure out ways too on how to bend and how not to bend um, to suit your body I mean so sports I got addicted to indoor soccer for a year and a half once um, 
I played I played a lot of basketball from 1992 to probably 2007 and played in the Concord Men's League and um, that's also tough that's a commitment and you got to find a league and find teams just like soccer and there's no flexibility you, you just they hand you a schedule and you have to go and so I got to the point in my life where I couldn't be I had too much to do with taking care of kids and and things to to keep any schedule like that. I mean, I had their schedules that I was that I was uh, making for school and sports and music and and all the other things that they were doing. Um, so basketball, unfortunately, had to end. Soccer had. I liked them both. Just, I mean, you tell me to be at the indoor soccer field at eight o'clock on a Wednesday night for a game or whatever, and I would, I'd be like, oh man, I don't know, I can't be doing this anymore. I gotta clear the table and wash the dishes and take a shower and sit on the couch and watch uh, watch TV. I can't be going out at eight at night and, and playing a game with a bunch of 30-year-olds. So, I mean, so throughout all of these different activities, I metal detected. And it was always, I mean, some years, you know, there was a period, I guess, that I would have to say maybe 2000, 2002 through, I, I can't, I can't tell you, but there were years that I detected less than other years, but I always detected. And um, it's, it's the one that's coming out on the back end here. The only activity that I do that I like probably as much as metal detecting, but I, it is something I get to do very infrequently is backpacking. I really, really enjoy backpacking, hiking trails, staying out three or four nights. Um, you know, most people think of the Appalachian Trail, and I've, I've hiked the Adirondack Trail, the Monadnock Sunapee Greenway. Um, I only get to do something like that. And I've never done the Appalachian. Um, just to make that clear, I've done parts. I've done three day, sh three night shots in different parts, but I've never. Um, I think I hiked all of Connecticut one time, and but I, uh, I mean, I would have loved to do that, but I'm too old to ever even think of doing that. Um, not from an age perspective, but just you just can't leave for five months when you have responsibilities like I do. As much fun as it would be, but I have these little hikes that I do every year. This past year I did a 50 mile, three day, four night, or three night, four day, um, 30 pound pack. I did 50 miles in four days. One day I did 20, just over 20 miles. Um, 
and it was super challenging and it, I just love the way it feels when you get done and go sit back at camp and you make your little dehydrated meal or whatever and uh, you're sitting there and it gets dark at I went in September it got dark at like five or something and you don't get up until five the next day but it's it's something I really love I like it probably as much as metal detecting if I had to pick one um, I'd probably choose metal detecting because of the frequency um, but all in all I love backpacking right now I'm planning my trip for for next year already and I'm not I'm not even going till um, sometime in September and I'm already thinking about my gear every once in a while I buy something I don't buy it all at once I do it piecemeal it's kind of fun to get something every once in a while rather than all of it at the same time um, but yeah so and that you know why metal detecting metal detecting to me is all of the best things in these activities in one spot you get to be outside you get to exercise you get to you get the peaceful like backpacking is peaceful you might not think climbing up a mountain with 30 pounds on your back is peaceful but it's it's peaceful metal detecting is peaceful standing out in the middle of a hayfield I have a new permission it's got 600 acres there's one I'm allowed in one field right now it's 240 acres standing out in the middle of 240 acres is unbelievable from the perspective of how you feel like you're isolated you feel Earl once said to me you can be out in a field like that and you feel almost as anonymous as if you're walking down the street in New York City with a million people no one knows you know and it, it makes a lot of sense really but I really love that I especially love it with the with the headphones on and it kind of dulls any noise that there is and you just feel like you know I'm just out here I'm digging it doesn't matter what's going on anywhere else um, you know and I mean I, I love history and obviously the metal detecting is not I mean 99.9% .9 history everything you find is something from the past right so um, I love, I grew up um, in an area thick, rich in colonial history, and I've just always had a love for that. I, I actually went to college um, out of high school to be a, a history major, and then I scrapped that because I wasn't real interested in anything about colonial history and I wanted to be a colonial history major and they didn't have that they just had history um, at least they probably changed by now I mean schools uh, are pretty flexible now compared to then but but I grew up in an area very thick in colonial history and that's 
what we hunted for, for the most part, where I grew up. And uh, it's, I, I just, I'd rather find, I would rather find a large scent than shoot a 10-point buck. And I'm not lying. And I'm not saying that because shooting a 10-point buck means about five hours of work after it. I mean, I'd rather find that coin than shoot a buck. Or I'd rather find, so to, for, for golf, I'd rather find, I'd rather find a barber dime than have an eagle on a hole. I mean, that's just, metal detecting is, uh, it's just that exciting for me. And, you know, why metal detecting? I mean, because in my opinion, except for backpacking, it's better than all of these things. And I've named all of the reasons why here. Um, why metal detecting? Well, I mean, at least I've been able to find permissions close enough to my house where I just drive a few minutes and go out. And if I want to spend an hour, I spend an hour. I mean, I know everybody isn't lucky like that, but maybe you could be if you, uh, you know, if you thought about it. And I mean, I didn't have permission to hunt these fields until I did, and I figured out a way to, to get there. But it's not a scheduled thing that you have to go at 8 o'clock in the morning or noon or like a soccer or basketball game it's not like deer hunting or golf where you got to spend like i mean you wouldn't even go golfing if you only had an hour i mean what would you do you'd hit one tee shot grab it and then have to drive home um it's it's really something that for me i guess i should say for me i can fit it in pretty much when i have time no matter how much time and that is part of why metal detecting. Um, it's just all these different things. I mean, it's, it's so hard to explain maybe to people who wouldn't, who aren't metal detectorists, but you just, you have a chance. You'll always find something. And it might be junk and you might get tired of finding junk and quit, but you're always going to find something. But just the fact that there's a chance that I can find a flowing hair coin someday is amazing. And that's more important. And that's more compelling to me than getting a hole in one or shooting a buck or scoring three goals in indoor soccer, or having 40 points in a conquered men's league basketball game. Um, so I don't think I can say it any better than that. I think I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, and that's, that's why metal detecting for Dave Sponenberg. Um, I know that was all a lot of personal information, and I hope I didn't bore you all or... Um, turn anybody off that um, didn't like something they heard about me, but that's it. Um, 
please do me a favor, and I say this every time, and no one does it. Um, rate or review one more dig metal detecting stories on the podcast app that you use to listen to it. Um, I really would like to uh, get some more feedback. I have great reviews, but there aren't a lot of them. So it would be nice to hear from you. Um, and keep the emails coming. OMDstories at gmail.com. I appreciate that. I love reading them when they pop up. Uh, it's pretty exciting for me. So I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about on the next podcast, but I, I'll be back in New Hampshire this Sunday, and I'm not sure if I'll get out during the week, um, but the Longhouse Treasure Hunter trip is the next weekend, and I think we're going to do some, record some uh, stuff at the event. Actually, Clark will be there. You know, you all know Clark. Maybe he and I will do the do a podcast, uh, record a podcast there. Maybe even have some some guests, some famous treasure hunters from the team. So, anyway, thanks for listening. This has been one more dig metal detecting stories, and I'm Dave Spannenberg.